Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Danny from Intercept MMA in Forest Park, Illinois. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Very good, Brooke. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you here. Talk more about your fitness business and hopefully provide some value to our listener. But really, before we do that, and I get too excited, let's talk a little bit about what it was that got you into this business, Danny. Yeah. So, you know, I was, um, when I got out of high school, I didn't really have much to do with myself. So I started training in mixed martial arts. Um, as time went on, I, uh, really just started to fall in love with it and it became a a real strong passion of mine. Um, an opportunity came up, um, where the gym I was at to become the manager. Um, I took that opportunity and as time went on over the years, just learned a lot more about the business, how to run the business. Um, and then back in June of 2019, my wife and I decided to move forward with purchasing that business and turning it into our own. So here we are now, literally about actually almost to the day, three years later that we've been owning it. Nice. Well, congratulations on becoming a fitness business owner. This is truly a crazy business. It's not always unicorns and rainbows. So props to you for going down this path. Uh, for our listener, what I'll have you do now is just kind of give us an elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what kind of services you have to provide at your facility. That way we have a better idea moving forward in this conversation, you know, who you are. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we're a mixed martial arts gym. It's in the name Intercept MMA. The name, the concept of Intercept comes from Bruce Lee, the way of the intercepting fist. Um, And that's where my roots are, which is why I came up with that name. Um, At our gym, we do offer classes for kids. So from ages four to 12, Um, we do have classes for adults, beginners, uh, intermediates. We also have a fight team with competitors that compete at amateur and professional level. We have wrestling classes. We have competition grappling classes, uh, open mats, of course. But yeah, we, we offer a lot of different types of classes, just kind of teaching different techniques on the ground and on the feet. Um, also in the clinch, cage work, stuff like that. Um, but of course, you know, in all of our classes, we do have different workouts that we try to incorporate to students, whether it's MMA-based workouts or just workouts to, to help people kind of better understand how to, to move um, um, and be more in tune with their body and how it's supposed to be moving, how it's supposed to be working. Recovery is another thing we try to stress to the students as well. So I, in short, um, even though it's MMA, we do offer a lot of different types of classes and drilling and workouts and um and smiles yeah that's awesome so you know mma is something that i feel like a lot of people might not really see as approachable like if they don't have a background in fighting or they don't have a background like somebody didn't introduce them this at a young age they might be intimidated by by the idea of mma so you know do you do you work with people who have no experience in this path you work with people that have like kind of fitness goals pertaining to like weight loss things like that or is it mostly just fighters people who have been doing this for a long time yeah, anybody and everybody, you know, I, and that's definitely the misconception, you know, um, anytime, I mean, if you went on Google right now and looked up MMA, you'd probably see UFC and there'd be a guy with a cut on his forehead, all bloody in a scrap or a fight. And that's very intimidating to the to the person that has never really entered a mixed martial arts gym, let alone a gym in general. 
Um, but I mean, we have people come in every day who have never wrestled before, never put on a pair of gloves. I mean, some people have never even worked out in a real gym before, but we, uh, we do our best to make sure anybody and everybody can walk through that door and feel like not only are they learning something of value, whether it's self-defense or just martial arts in general, but also achieving their weight loss goals or their fitness goals or, or what's going to help them feel better about themselves. You know, um, confidence I feel is very hard to obtain nowadays for, for individuals. And when you get to a point where you're, you're working hard, you're, you're faced with this obstacle of a workout or a challenge or whatever the case may be, and you overcome that, uh, it's just that next step forward to becoming that, that better version of yourself. Um, and that's what we try to do. I mean, of course, we're a mixed martial arts gym. We have people that fight. We have, we've had people fight this past weekend. We have more people fighting this weekend. So it's definitely something that we're passionate about. Yes. But, um, we do try to make sure that if a normal individual comes to the door saying, I don't want to fight, I don't even want to spar, we can still do our part to help them with whatever their goal is. And we take that very serious. You know, if someone is trusting us with the opportunity to help them, um, it's our responsibility. And I think the word responsibility goes back to a response to our ability, you know? So we have the ability to help them. We have the ability to teach them techniques. We have the ability to have them better understand, you know, why fitness is important, you know, why taking care of your body is important. And, um, and we love it every day. We love it. Yeah, this is deep. This is deep stuff because I think a lot of times like you talk to, you know, a UFC gym or an MMA gym or whatever it might be. And, you know, they're, they feel like their sole responsibility is to teach people how to fight. But for you, Danny, it really sounds like you want to help people, whatever their desire is right so maybe they want to fight maybe they want to lose weight maybe they want to gain confidence but like your responsibility is to help them reach whatever goal that they have um and that's really really exciting to to talk about um right now how many members do you guys have at the the facility between adults and kids i'd say between like 80 to 90 members um i mean we we have people especially now that it's summertime, it's a little bit more busier. So we had like two new people come in yesterday. We have a few more appointments this upcoming week for adults and kids. Um, but yeah, it's, that's definitely the, uh, the number for us right now. And hopefully in time, it becomes three digits. But of course, we're just taking it one day at a time and um, just investing in who we have right now. Yep. It's great when we can really invest into those clients, but I think that we would both be, you know, lying if we didn't say like, of course we want to be able to help more people because that's good for the business. So for you guys, like right now, what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process to find new clients? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of businesses just kind of go with the old, uh, I'm just going to throw an ad on Facebook and Instagram and just kind of hope for the best. Um, which when we first started, that's definitely something I tried. And it's not to say we don't have a lot of success, but at the same time, it's like, um, when people are very serious about their goals and very serious about getting to that point in their life where they're going into a gym, those are the people that we want. You know, we want the people that are going to, they're going to reach out sometimes to us and be like, Hey, we want to do this. 
Um, a lot of times, you know, when you put out an ad, um, you know, people are going to click on it, I think, but at the same time, they're still in the comfort of their own home. Um, having people get out of their comfort zone to come to a gym, to a place they've never been to is very hard. So what we try to do is referrals is a big one for us, because I think, again, when you have someone come in that's never trained before and they realize what kind of environment it is, especially when after the class, they're like, I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't that. I love it. I can't wait to tell everybody about it. That's one of the biggest streams for us. Um, we do have an ad out right now. We we actually had a guy. It's really cool. He um, he he he's been training at our gym for or was training at our gym for a while, and then uh, he used to create commercials and videos and stuff like that. And he did a, a video for us. And then actually got a job with the UFC. So now he's working for the UFC on their production team, which is hilarious because he's sending me videos like, look, I did this one too. And I'm like, this is crazy. But um, so, yeah, we have an ad like that that we kind of put out there. But word of mouth is a big one um, because I think it's it's so important. If, if, a, if, a person, if a person comes into your gym, takes a class, loves it to the point where they actually go to other people and tell those people come into this place and try this out that i think right there is just proof in the pudding um that, and you know it's not to say like running ads is a bad idea but i also think understanding who your market is is very important and um reaching out to that market in a specific way is also important and what we've been doing right now is a lot of referrals word of mouth and running promotions giving people the opportunity at either free tickets to fights free gear free memberships just by referrals bringing people in and that's been working out pretty well for us yeah i think referrals those are all things in this industry that we we love because they're free all we have to do is just be nice to our clients and we're gonna have word of mouth we're gonna get new clients from our current clients right it just happens but it's not really like a controllable method for us to grow if we're looking at hey you know in the next year we want to be at 120 members it's like we can't guarantee that that's going to happen strictly through word of mouth and referral so that's when we look into things like ads to kind of supplement what we're doing right. and you kind of said that you are really looking for people who are serious about their health and like with ads you're right. Sometimes people just click on it and they might not be super serious about her, their health. But I also think that sometimes that's a good thing because I think that not everybody knows that they need a gym or knows that they need this, you know, um, style of fitness until they have it and it changes their life because there are people who are at home right now, uncomfortable in their own skin, lacking confidence and, you know, this could change their life if we can reach them. And, you know, they might not know somebody who currently goes to our gym. Um, and so they see your ad once, they ponder, they see the ad twice, still in their head. The third time they're like, all right, let me figure this out. Let me try it. And they come in, you know, and it changes their life. Um, it's up to us at that point. You know, once they inquire, what can we do to really get this person to realize this is something that they can, that can change their life. So I love ads. I think that, in this industry right now, it's like the number one way for us to measurably grow if we're constantly running ads. Um, so for you guys, when you do have an ad on Facebook, do you feel like you're not really getting a huge return on investment or is it just kind of hit or miss? So it's a little hit or miss, uh, but at the same time, you know, 
with with the amount of time that I have as far as um, reaching out to potential inquiries for what I what I've seen in the past with the limited amount of time that I have is when I try to reach out to the people that do inquire from those ads. Um, it is a lot of uh, like walking through the dark, you know, like I'm trying to try to reach for something that's not there. And it's no disrespect to those individuals. It could just be something where it doesn't work out for their schedule or they're not really sure they're on the fence. Um, but again, you know, it, um, I work full time and I run the gym and you know, a lot of my time also goes into like one-on-one -on -one sessions with the fighters, making sure they're ready for fights, traveling for fights. And then any free time from there, it's mostly just me hanging out with my wife and daughter. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it's not to say ads aren't a bad thing. Again, we have an ad running right now, um, which we have been getting a, a good influx of people. Um, but I think it's just making sure, like you said, it's just putting it out there and just, hoping for the best but at the same time it's also one of those things where i think um ads and knowing how to run ads is a whole nother skill in itself you know it's like it's like a whole nother martial art when i look at it it's like wait a minute what so it's it's one of those things where i mean i would love someone to to have have the opportunity to just sit down and just be like okay the, you know running through all of it boom 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 boom. this is how you run the ads and it's like oh now i get it you know but i haven't really had that because uh because i haven't had the time but yeah i, I mean if if there was uh like a go-to way that i could learn it i would definitely do that yeah i mean right now you're spread pretty thin right you don't have a ton of time and i'm not an, a marketing expert and i know that most people who are running gyms like us right? They, they're not marketing experts. Why would we, why would we be? So learning that or, um, you know, running those ads can be difficult if we have no idea. It's like, you know, we're walking through the dark trying to figure this out, but with money involved and who wants to spend money if you're not going to make money? It's just not a great feeling. Um, so I can understand where you're at there. Um, and so, you know, I kind of want to take a little bit of a turn here and talk about, you know, another topic that I think is valuable for our listeners. And that's the idea of bottleneck challenges, things that you've faced within your business you're currently facing that somebody out there might relate to. So for you guys right now, what's that, what's that one thing, that bottleneck that's just, you know, you're kind of struggling with it. Yeah, I think it's, um, I, I think the big thing is getting people in the door. But then also it's like when you're running a martial arts gym, you know, I think one of the one of the hardest parts is just kind of staying true to your curriculum, um, because there's a lot of times where you're running a class and like like, for instance, we've had people fight this past weekend and, and me as a coach, I'll sit there and I'll watch the fight. And I have these scenarios just running through my head over and over and over and over to the point where it's like when I when I have a class the next week, I'm like, you know, forget what I had planned. I'm just going to go right to what I think we should work on, which isn't always smart, right? Because you have a curriculum for a reason and your students need to trust that curriculum. So one thing for me is just kind of sticking to that, making sure that everything just kind of goes in line because I can't, I can't let a few fights dictate what happens next. I have to make sure I'm just kind of staying the course. The other thing I would say too, is just, you know, with running a business, it's, um, it's not to say that it's like lonely, but it's one of those things where not a lot of your friends and family, if they don't own businesses, you don't really know who to talk to about running a business. Um, 
And I think it's important to have people to communicate with, you know, because there's, there's going to be frustrating times. You like, you're going to have people that come into your gym and they, maybe they're disrespectful. Maybe they come in and they say, yeah, I have a street fighting background and they want to join your fight team right away. And you have these little obstacles in your way where you got to like, okay, I have to deal with this, but I have to deal with this in a specific way. And when you don't have people to communicate with, to kind of go through those situations with, you're not really sure on how to approach them properly. Um, and of course, you know, with the business that we're in, right, you say one thing the wrong way to one person, next thing you know, you have a bad review on, on Google or Facebook, and now your rating goes down. So everything you say or do can be used against you in the court of ads and reviews, right? So I want to make sure that everything I'm doing is being respectful and courteous, but at the same time, um, you start to kind of hold things in because you're like, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do in this scenario because every other week there's a new situation that's approached because every person brings something different to the table. Um, so for us, I would say that's it, you know, but I'm sure as time goes on, there's going to be more that we run into for sure. Yeah, it's really challenging. And like I said earlier, like running a business in the fitness industry, it's its own animal. And, and with you, you know, you're running a a gym where fighters go, right? So you have to be incredibly cautious with, yeah. you know, the way that you interact with your clients. Not all of your clients are joining because they want to, you know, have this beautiful health and fitness journey. Some people are, are you know, joining because they want to, to fight. And if you don't do things the right way, you know, you're going to run into some, some situations. And so I can understand, you know, where you're at there. You know, Danny, I want to ask you if I were to hand you a magic wand and I said, all right, Danny, you know, all your dreams for this business have come true. You've reached all your goals. What would that picture look like? For me, it would be, um, it would be the, the giant facility that's by us called Fitness Factory, owning it. And not, not owning it because I want to run Fitness Factory. It's owning it because I want to have a big enough space where I can have multiple classes running at one time. I can have uh, a weight facility inside my gym for fighters and clients to use whenever they want to. I can have dorms in there so I can have fighters that travel from other states come and train with us whenever they feel they need to or want to. Um, and I can get to the point where I'm just running the gym. Right. That's all I do all day, every day. Um, the main focus would be the gym. Um, that would be, man, that would be perfect for me, you know, to be able to be in a position where I have more time with my family, but more importantly, I have a business that it doesn't even, sometimes it's like, I don't even feel like it's a business because I love to do it so much. Like, being in the gym, teaching classes, working with the fighters, um, time flies right by, you know, because I just love it. You know, normally if you're working a nine to five, you get there at work and you're like, has it, has it been an hour yet? And it's only been 10 minutes. Whereas in the gym, you're like, has it been 10, has it been 10 minutes yet? It's like, it's been two hours already, you know, it goes by so quick. So having a, a big space that I can run classes in, have multiple classes going on, have places for the fighters to train, have multiple cages, dorm rooms, the works, a big screen to play Xbox on, that would be it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And I, I want you to know, like, 
you can love what you do and still have it be a sustainable career, right? And so when you look at Intercept MMA, like this is totally, it's totally possible for this to become your full-time gig. You won't have to work, you know, another job. So, you know, within the business right now, what has to happen for the possibility of a bigger facility for you to quit your day job, like, what has to happen now for any of that to be a reality down the road? Well, you know, obviously the the easy answer is just get more clientele, right? That's that's every answer. It's get more clientele. But at the same time, it's not just getting people in the door. It's making sure that they're staying in the door. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of times with, with gyms, I feel it can sometimes be a revolving door based on the people, their experience, if they like it, their, their schedule, um, their work schedule, you know, with kids, it's like, do they have summer camps and stuff like that? So there's a lot that goes into it, but obviously getting more clientele is important and having the space to, uh, to take care of that clientele, you know, nobody wants to be jammed in a room. Nobody wants to feel like they're claustrophobic while taking a class. Um, we do have classes where if there's a good amount of people in it, you know, people are almost bumping into each other and we have like 4,500 square feet. So it's not like we're all like in my house training or something, you know? So, um, a bigger facility is definitely something that we have to kind of consider and look into. Um, but getting more people in the gym and getting, getting more people to be consistent and maintain, that's also important. Um, so yeah, I, th I think that's the main thing, you know, um, or winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So get more people in the door, keep them longer, you know, maybe figure out a couple additional kind of streams of revenue to tap into yes. and then, you know, boom, you know, down the road, it's more, it's more possible, I guess, to right. that bigger location or reality. Um, you know, last question I have for you, Danny, what's a word of advice that you would give to who is very new to this industry that might be, you know, opening up a gym next week? <laughs> I mean, my biggest thing is remember your why. Remember why you do it, why you got into it, why you're in the position you're in, why you decided to take this journey. You know, there, there's going to be ups and downs for sure. Um, as a coach, you're going to have people that leave your gym to go to other gyms. You know, as a coach, you're going to have fighters that lose fights and get hurt in the process. And and sometimes as a coach, you you wear that burden on your shoulders, but you have to, you know. So my thing every single day is I just I remember why I do this and why I love this so much. And no, no matter the highs and the lows, you know, that's life. You know, life isn't going to be just a steady stream. And if I just sit here and hide in my house, I'm not really living. If I sit here and I avoid those, those terrifying situations, I'm not really evolving into a better individual. So remember your why, remember your purpose. And I think if you can just have those things drilled into your own head and just have that self affirmation constantly daily, um, it, it's not to say it's going to be a breeze, but it's going to get you through those, those low moments and those, those dark moments in your life where I think a lot of the times the easy way is to quit, but you have to kind of stay the course because 
the same people that are coming in your door are experiencing those same things. And if you were to quit, you take away the ability to help those individuals. Um, I remember I went out to a gym just really quick with this story. I went out to a gym in Michigan called SFS and the guy who owns it, his name is James Gray. Um, he's a phenomenal individual, definitely somebody to, to have on this podcast, but phenomenal individual. He took, he took a, his gym from in his basement to probably one of the biggest gyms I've ever seen in my life. And um, just his mindset and the way he goes about it. And I remember after I, I had a session with him out there, he told me that, you know, as a fighter, you can influence a good amount of people in your life. You know, you, you, you'll have videos of you fighting and you winning fights and people are like, wow, that's cool. I want to go train with that guy. But as a coach and a mentor, you can, I mean, the amount of people that you can influence and impact, it goes into the thousands and hundreds of thousands. I mean, I, and once he said that, it just clicked, you know, it clicked for me that this is what I should be doing because I love it. I mean, I love it so much. I mean, I mean, I, if you had, if you put up pictures of everybody in my gym, I know them by name because I just love being in the gym with them. I love the family atmosphere and I love making an impact on somebody's life in a positive way. So for those people that are getting into it, remember your why, remember your purpose, stay the course. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody too. Um, again, that's something I have to do a better job of myself, but, um, if, if you have like a mentor, if you have other coaches out there that you look up to, talk to them, get their intake, you know, don't be afraid to reach out because once you decide to quit, now you just took away the ability to help even more people. And I think that's, that's what we have to do more of these days. Yeah. I think that we oftentimes kind of lose touch of the idea that like, we don't know everything as a business owner. Um, it can be really easy for us to be like, all right, this is our baby. We know everything about it, but you know, there's definitely things that we can learn from other individuals. You don't know what you don't know. So, um, take the time, reach out to people, learn and grow. Um, but I thank you so much for being here, Danny. Do you guys have an Instagram page where our listeners can go to find you? Yeah, just uh, interestatmma.com. Um, I, I actually have someone that runs my uh, social media because apparently my daughter says I'm an old man and I don't know how to do it. So <laughs> I think if you look up Intercept MMA, you'll pretty much see us. Um, and then we're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, we shouldn't be too hard to find, hopefully. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for everything today, for being here, for your insight, and for our listeners. Thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, 
owner of Jim Dorks Fitness in Los Angeles, California. Juwan Nichols, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I love it. Um, you know, just the name, just saying Jim Dorks just kind of <laughs> makes you smile. If, if anybody's listening to this and, and they don't hear that and smile a little bit, you need to tune out because you're not a happy person. <laughs> Let's rock with it, man. Tell me, give me the overview. What is Jim Dorks all about? Jim Dorks is all about superheroes and helping superheroes reach, reach their full physical potential through exercise and constant, constant coaching and nutrition and all that. However, I want to spend a little time on the superhero part. Everyone is their own hero in their life. I believe no one is going to save you but yourself. So I work with a lot of people. I've been blessed to work with various populations, especially people with disabilities, from you know vet, the veteran population to you know your normal people out here on the street. And I really appreciate it. And I would say my vision for Jim Dorks Fitness totally includes a lot of people with disabilities and I want to promote integration and inclusion and independence within the fitness community along with these people. So with that said, it's you know not with just people with disabilities to go to a disability gym or a disabled gym, they, need, they can go to the regular fitness gym and integrate with everybody else and work out with their friends and family. Awesome. So there, there's a lot to unpack there. And I think you, you led into my, my first point is we know what the vision is. You've just summarized it for who you want it to serve, but it's a business. It has to, it has to be successful mm -hmm. um, in some financial sense uh, unless somebody's independently wealthy, which most of us gym owners aren't, we get different fulfillment, but it has to have a business plan. There has to be a vision for what it's going to look like as a vision. So uh, we opened uh, about a year and a half ago down there in LA. So what was the business vision for Jim Dorks? What it was going to look like at, at maturity? So I always dreamt of having a uh, in-home gym one reason being is because, again, I've worked with a lot of people on, you know, personal training has grown so much. Personal training, depending on where you go and what gyms, it may not look like personal training. They do groups of, you know, four, five, and six. However, I do enjoy those, but I wanted to see the one-on-one -on -one or the one-to-two personal training. And because I work with a lot of people with disabilities or physical ailments, that's worked out very perfect for them. So that's what I wanted to see. And that's basically why I turned my 619 square foot home studio into a full fledged gym is to be able to service these people that want that one-on-one -on -one education. Because in my training, it's not just training, it's education. So, you know, I'm able to do that in a personalized setting. And that's what I wanted to see. And that's what I have. Awesome. And for our listeners out there who you know, may, may not know about LA real estate and LA business, what it's about. There's some things that come with that. Real estate is as expensive in LA as, as any place else in the world that people might consider it's expensive. It's a hyper-competitive, super-saturated fitness market. So if you're going to do it in LA, and part of this was your own personal fulfillment of wanting to, to live that California dream, you have to go into it with something that's unique, something that's pretty well planned out. If you are an independent operator, right? If, if you got billions of dollars and you got big corporate background, you just, it's whatever. But for you as a small business owner, you had to make it work and it's a little bit different. So small space, personal, 
something that you're going to grow into. And then we're going to talk about how to, you're going to expand outside of those walls, but it was intentional. It wasn't just, this is all I could get. It was, this is what fits in the market. And this is how I'm going to serve the heck out of these people. Right? Yes, sir. And it worked out perfectly with the pandemic and all that stuff too. So it just, it turned out well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, a curveball nobody could have planned for, but it did open up some opportunities for people who are looking for them. So yes. it, it feels like you, you saw that and you were like, all right, this is, this is what's coming to me. I'm going to take it right. Cliche, take lemons and make lemonade. So oh, yeah. you're here, you've been established open since last February. Um, you're still maintaining another full-time career right now. So You've split, you've had to split your time and attention a little bit, um, but you have grown the business in the, the year and a half or so you've been open. So what are some of the big milestones been for you um, along the way of, of making this thing work and making it come from dream to reality? Well, so one of the things about a business is, yes, people see my name, Jim Dorks and things like that, but if they don't know who you are, it doesn't matter. So with that said, Yes, I think I, I know for a fact I have a great product and I service my clients well. But right now, you know, for a while, I was just my brand myself. So I did the whole bodybuilder street credit thing, you know, letting people see me. And I've won competitions and things like that over the year. And people, and so it puts me out there. And once I get out there, then I bring more people to, you know, my Instagram page and a website where I can show the things that I do and things like that. So that has helped me out in a lot of ways to grow the business, not only just word of mouth. Uh, however, I will say because I'm formerly, I am a military veteran, I've been fortunate enough to be able to keep a lot of my clients regardless of where I live. So thank God for online training and things like that. So I have, you know, good retention when it comes to clientele, but to grow this, you know, brick and mortar here, it's been a lot of just being out there, being seen, being my own walking advertisement and things like that and word of mouth. All right. All right. So you've seen it. You've already, you've already matured from that one man, one brand to this is what the business needs to be to grow on the fulfillment side, the identity. Um, I really think it's, it's super powerful that you're building something that's inclusive and integrated. And there are a lot of people who approach this in different ways. And I give kudos for all of it, but your spin is a little bit different. You're not trying to have specialty classes and have people in silo. You're working to build something where you can get people who don't want to be isolated to work together, to work in an environment where it's, it's about what they can do similarly versus different. So give us some, some insight in how that plays into your business model? Well, so I work a lot. Again, I've worked over the years. I've been blessed to work with various populations uh, with, again, people with disabilities, people with ailments. I've, you know, been a part of research studies with bariatric surgery recipients. I have a couple of them now. The thing about it is, is that you want, just think about the general population. General population, a lot of people talk about intimidation going into the gym. Well, think about these people that say, for instance, when they walk up to a gym, people look at them crazy. And I've actually worked in gyms where people, you know, management have turned these people away because they're not confident in their own abilities to be able to serve these people. How, and they, you know, will give them suggestions to go to a, say, for instance, I hate to say this, a disabled gym or a specialized gym. No, a lot of these people medically controlled have, you know, even better executive functioning than us, quote unquote, normal people. They want to work out with their friends and they should be able to. 
And the thing about it is a lot of these people, regardless of what we may think, it is imperative that they move, that they actually do get this physical activity and things like that. Some of them may have caretakers and uh, things like that, but that's, I do clinics and, you know, actual clinics and workshops with caretakers because I once was a fitness attendant and they can be a fitness attendant, you know, along with their, the person that they're caring for in the gym without actually training them and things like that. So that's basically where I came with the vision of just integrating and making it normal for, you know, for everybody to come to a, you know, community gym or wherever, some local gym and things like that and be, and have fun with everybody else. I love that, man. I think it's, uh, it's not the easiest path to take. And sometimes, um, you know, in business, business is hard enough as it is. So it often will take someone who's entrepreneurial and who's motivated and put those things to the side because it's just, it's so hard. Like we can all, we can spout out all the statistics we want about how many small businesses fail versus succeed, but the load, the, the road less traveled, right. is is definitely, worthwhile a lot of times has different rewards and there's a couple of things that I, I've seen that have factored into that for you from you and I'd like you to speak on one is you didn't just jump into this and burn the boats right you had a career you could support yourself so you're able to do that and make these calculated moves and the other one is um, you've gotten some mentorship from a group uh, called bunker labs and that's something uh, that I think I haven't heard of before, but it sounds like something we should we should give a little shout out to. So tell me how those two things have factored into you being able to take that tougher route, you know, having a little bit of financial security and also having some mentorship in general business practices. Yes, Bunker Labs, is, they host the Dinkerbator and they, hold, they have two cohorts per year of Alpha and Bravo. I actually just got accepted into Bravo, so I'm new to it, however, once you get accepted to it, they are on it. I mean, meaning they start introducing you to a lot of people, you know, start, you know, going through your business plan, mentoring and things like that and offering suggestions. And also, too, because we are servicemen and women, we, we help each other. So it's not just me coming in and getting information and things like that from them because it's areas in my business that I'm strong in that I can also help other people in. So that right there itself is great. And I will say that mentorship, even with them, I need to brush, for instance, I say, I need to brush up on my elevator pitch. They're helping me out with that. You know, to most people, oh yeah, it sounds great, but I want to be able to spit it out in my, you know, in an elevator, basically, an elevator ride. Just things like that, that are very important. And I talked to you about possibly meeting referral partners, that elevator pitch or that, that language helps. And so Bunker Labs is awesome with, you know, getting you connected with, you know, things that service your business and also you helping them. Yeah. And, and just for people out there listening, Bunker Labs isn't fitness specific. It is, it's a, an organization that helps our, our service veterans in general best business practices. And so it's mentorship and networking. Yes. Mentorship networking is, and it's also just military affiliates. So we have great uh, military spouses. Uh, current, you know, the transitioning uh, servicemen and women or National Guardsmen and Air National Guardsmen in reserve. So it's, it's pretty well-rounded. And I, it, again, it's not fitness focused. It's, a, it's business focused. So a great place, a great program. Yeah, that's, I'm glad that I heard about that organization. And, and that's something that I, I'm going to have in mind because I do 
you know, fitness does attract, and we have a lot of CrossFit gyms, which, um, you know, they attract, I think, more service people than some of the other niches. But just in general, like one more thing to say, hey, go check this out. Maybe you can get a little bit of help or, or guidance there. So I appreciate that. The other part was, you know, you maintaining a, a separate career while you grow this. How do you feel like that's affected your decision-making process? And how much time have you had to spend figuring out what the, the gradual stair step, more involvement in this business and less in the other career is going to look like? Because I, I feel like, you know, uh, you're calculated, you're coming out, you're making educated decisions. So you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but you do eventually want to transition into this being your primary focus. So what does that process look like for you? Uh, to be honest, I put myself in a do or die situation. My mom, when I decided to move from, from the DMV areas from Virginia, we had a conversation about taking a leap. And I remember when I put my two-week notice in, well, really a three-week notice at the job. And I say this because I got really scared about a week later. And I'm like, I just want to go and tell them, okay, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm not going to move and all that stuff. But, but my mom said, you've always talked about this. And the thing about jumping off a cliff, you, once you jump off a cliff, you can't in mid-fall decide you want to, you know, climb back up. So I think about that while I'm here. I have to go all the way. Yes, I have a job that takes a lot of my time. Um, but I will say uh, the job itself has also helped me to acquire things for the business. So it's helped me out a lot. I do have, at some point, you do have to get an actual date or a time to say, hey, this is, I got to fully take that leap. But in the meantime, I'm getting my parachute ready. So that's where I am right now, <laughs> is actually assembling the parachute and all that stuff. And again, you know, it's, you have to play it, you have to plan, but you have to be adaptive. You have to be flexible. Sometimes my job makes me it takes me away from gym doors, unfortunately. And, you know, I have to keep that in mind. But with that said, I have to make sure the big goal is always, you know, there. So I don't get lost or get upset and things like that. The goal is to do this full time. And that's what's happening. All right. I love that. It's eyes on the prize, but look before you leap. So yep. one of the things that, um, and you can tell me if this was the plan for the beginning or if it's something that you saw an opportunity of, one of the ways that you're bridging the gap is it's not going to be just Juwan and then you quit the job and it's more Juwan. Like you have a plan to add on staff and, and with that to be able to expand outside the four walls of your gym. So tell me what that plan looks like. So as the business has grown, thank God, and as I'm getting ready to fully go full time with this, I realized that Juwan can do everything, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> As much as I, I am Superman and a demigod, and in my mind, I'm all of that as a superhero. Superheroes have help too. They have teams. So I have to hire an additional trainer to run sessions. Not only that, I need an administrative assistance for, you know, the promotion, the, the social media marketing, the invoicing, the billing and things like that. So I can grow the business. One way I want to grow the business, I want to get outside of the, I actually want an actual facility. We're getting in, Bunker Labs is actually helping me out with that. So I have to figure out ways to get that. But the biggest thing that I want to promote and I want to tell people is that Jim Dorks is going mobile. So I'm getting a mobile fitness truck built 
and you will see me and I want it to look as ridiculous as it sounds. Going down the highway with the big Jim Dorks emblem and logo and you see that, but this is California and believe and realize that it's, a, it's great weather here. People like to work out outdoors near the beaches where it's in pretty environments. And that's where I want to take gym doors. So I have to hire an additional trainer or two, but I know I need for now, I need an additional trainer and uh, an administrative assistant. All right. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about this mobile idea because there's a lot of different ways to execute it. Is this something, and, and who knows, maybe you're going to be open to a lot of them, but you know, there, there are trainers who will just, go to somebody's house and train them. Um, they'll bring equipment, use equipment. There's trainers who go and, you know, do a group in a park or a public setting. Um, and then I've seen this thing that seems to be growing in popularity now where it's people have this, you know, it's, it's almost like a camper with pop-outs where it's mm -hmm. the truck or the van is the gym and that's the equipment that people are working out with. So does your vision go towards any one of those things or is it, hey, I'm going to do them all? Uh, actually, it goes more toward the latter, the last one that you, you mentioned. I envisioned an actual, like a big truck and camper, camper that it has the attachments and things like that, even the pull-up bar on the side. I actually have a model drawn up. <laughs> uh, so that is where I wanted to do because the thing about it is, yes, you can go to different homes and things like that. However, there's rules and regulations with different communities and things like that. And again, I'm going to have to deal with that in, say, for instance, in the beach community. But it's better to deal with one, say, one thing and then have the masses to come to you versus I'm trying to, you know, weave and bob to different homes in L.A. traffic and things like that. And that's nothing wrong with the people that do, because if they have a model that works for them, that's great. However, what I envision is like like the last one you said, to have a big camper out there with the attachments, go to a, a post up a couple of times a week in a beach community and have the masses come to me. And do you have um, a specific niche that you're going to reach out to, whether it be by social media or mail marketing or whatever that, that you think is going to be most receptive to this, whether it be demographic, psychographic, specific people that you think that are going to really be those people that you're going to enjoy uh, training and having part of your community? Yeah. So, I mean, me being a military, you know, a veteran, I love boot camp style workouts. And I see some workouts on in the beach community, but not as much as military and some, and there's a niche of people out there that want to do those type of workouts and things like that. Of course, I'm going to get into the niches and things like that, because let's just be honest, everybody want a big butt, you know? So, you know, uh, what is it? Butt blasters or whatever, you know, classes and ab blasters. I've taught all of these over the years. So, you know, but I would say, if you want to look at say Juwan and and Jim Dork's fitness, Juwan looks like I look like a military veteran. <laughs> so I'm going to utilize that to the best of advantage and then venture out more with the other things I just mentioned. <clears throat> okay. So that's, those are really the, the multiple faces of the in-person, you know, face-to-face -face training you're going to do. The last thing we're going to have time to touch on, I think is going to be, you also have an online component. So yes. how much of that was an adaptation to COVID and preparedness and how much is, is it something that you want to grow and nurture pandemic or no pandemic as part of your business? Well, fortunately for me, it was one of the things that just didn't start during the pandemic. I, you know, I, because of military, I've moved around 
you know, a lot, as well as, you know, in edu getting education, I've moved around a lot, and I've been lucky enough to retain clients. And it's funny because, you know, you in the DC area and in Atlanta, there's full of trainers. And I know that I've even referred them out and they're like, no, we're going to stay with you. So with that said, that has, of course, it's grown more over the pandemic. And I, yes, you can, I would love to grow it even more because you can't get, you can't get away from digital services these days. Everything is digital. You know, most things are. So with that said, I do want to grow that more to not only just do live recordings, but do pre-recorded and have people to be able to pay and have a subscription service to Jim Dorks Fitness. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So wrapped all this up, we got the background we know what you're going to be doing. We have the immediate plans, but let's go a little bit bigger, a little further timeline. One of my favorite authors in business, Jim Collins, talks about the big, hairy, audacious goals. So you're a man with a lot of drive. You have a lot of vision here and really literally just getting started. So what do you ultimately see this thing growing to? Is there a stopping point? Is it, you know, let's just see how big of a movement we cre can create. Like, what do you dream about with this thing? Yes, I have big dreams. However, I am adaptable and flexible. Um, however, I do see this as franchise. Like, I want to go totally, you know, franchise with this thing. Uh, one reason, too, because a lot of businesses are going to franchise, uh, the franchise model. If I see that where we're at and where, you know, Jim Dorks is, you know, going and that's not the best model or the best way to do it, then I reassess or reevaluate. But I would love to see more of this inclusionary, you know, type of fitness. And I'm not going to say anything bad about fitness, but because I love it, but I'm a member of five different gyms. They all have their own thing, you know, uh, and I love it. I love all of them, uh, and including mine. We all have our own thing, but sometimes it can get clickish. And, you know, and I say that because I have to be careful. I'm a bodybuilder. A lot of times when people see me, they're like, oh, I don't, you know, these bodybuilding things like that. But I want to include, there are places where you can include any, everybody. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to go out and play sports. And I know people that don't and still work out just as hard or great than, you know, athletes and even me. So I, that's where I see just more so of inclusion and independence, not only just with the, you know, the disabled community, but with everybody. I know those are lofty goals, but I'm that person all day. <laughs> you know what? If, if you don't have them, then this can be a grind, right? You can sometimes... There's a lot of rewards, right? The hugs, the high fives, the, the phone calls, all that. But if you don't have something to give yourself that extra pop of motivation as an entrepreneur, um, it can get stale and it could, I think those are the things that lead to burnout more than overwork. Like we all have a great work ethic getting into this, but when you lose sight of what am I doing this for? Like what, what can I keep doing? I think that can lead to it. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, I don't really get into the like, oh, if you say it 10 times a day, it's going to happen. Like, you just need to say it enough that you believe it and you're going to work for it. And, you know, our community attracts people who are going to make it happen. They're going to keep fighting. Like, we don't give up. It's like you can right. get punched in the face 10 times and get up 10 times. And like, all right, that's a cool punch in the face. Let, let's let's get it again. So um, I really appreciate, appreciate that insight, man. Um my last question before we let you go is, is just a little more philosophical. Um, you've been open a year and a half, but you've had this dream and vision. You've been working on this for a long time. I never ask anybody to change anything they've done, but if there's something you could go back, tap yourself on the shoulder somewhere along the process and, 
and give yourself some knowledge or wisdom. Is there anything that that you would like to tell yourself, you know, along the process to know sooner? I know this is going to sound crazy because I think I believe Oprah said it. <laughs> Relax. Now I love, I'm a, I'm big on work ethic and things like that, but I can also find myself, you know, being a hamster on a wheel sometimes because I can't chill, you know, and I'm so worried. I shouldn't have made like, say for instance, waited on a pandemic or, you know, the quarantine to relight my fire, to reignite my fire for this. And I say this quickly, when the pandemic hit and they closed every gym and, you know, in personal training gym and studio in LA, I saw for some reason, I got a vision and I saw the value of the personal trainer itself go up. Reason being, they closed all the gyms. Everybody went and bought all this equipment, didn't know what to do with it. And then you had those people that didn't have equipment. And then it's LA. Who are people going to call? They call personal trainers. And so with that said, I, if I can go back, I shouldn't have waited that long or I needed that fire to, you know, get up under my butt to get moving. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and um, you know, we've only spent an hour together, but it's something that I've said. And if, if you hear enough of my episodes, you, you'll get the vibe. The people who are either already successful or who can continually on the road to that almost always have an answer that's similar to that. I would tell myself to just do it sooner, just make the move, to just, just get into it, to just shut up that voice in my head and do whatever it is. So I love hearing that because almost nobody wants to change what they've done. We just all wish that we would have done it a month, a week, a year, 10 years sooner. So right. I think that's, that's one of the signs of excellence that exists and is to come. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, sir. We are officially out of time. Um, if people want to find you, I know you said your website is being revamped. You have Jim Dorks Fitness on Facebook. Anywhere else that people can look you up and find more information? Yes, I'm on Instagram at Jim Dorks Fitness. Uh, same thing with TikTok Jim Dorks. The website will be up in two and two and a half weeks. And that is jimdorksfitness.fit. So any of those places you can find us. All right, man. I really appreciate you being here with us. It's been a blast. I wish you continued success, sir. Um, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I really did. This has been great. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you listening. We hope you found value and inspiration in hearing today's episode, Jawan's story. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. 
Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Nick with Versa Fitness out of Coralville, Iowa. What's going on, Nick? How you doing today? Happy Monday. Yeah, doing well. Thanks for thanks for having me. Excited to be on Gym Lords Podcast and speak a little about the experience of running a gym. There we go. There we go. We're excited to have you on here as well. And uh, before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Versa Fitness, you know, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people? And Nick, what made you get started in the first place? Well, we describe Versa as a group fitness that's all circuit training. So we do a little bit of de- of everything. So Versa comes from the word versatility. So we took the versatility into the fitness and created Versa Fitness. So every day is a different theme. We might have strength training days. We have cardio-based days. Then our mission statement, we really centered around creating moments. So our mission statement is cultivating and creating and celebrating moments in an inclusive fitness environment. And we've kind of taken that into our group setting, which has been a really cool with that. Uh, Me personally, I managed a gym for a while. Had a lot of different ideas, worked at a couple of different places that weren't doing so well. So we kind of learned what not to do. And then me and my best friend took this idea and ran with it. And then five years later, we're lucky to still be here. I love it. I love it, man. I love that's awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, let's take a deeper dive into Versa Fitness here, Nick, if that's cool. You know, we'll start with the bare bones basics. Um, How many members are you guys at currently? Right now, we have about 330 members. Gotcha. They're on point. You know, exact number. Yeah. That's great. And so I'll use myself as the avatar here, right? And so, Nick, if I came in and I'm like, hey, I'm ready to rock. I want to get started right now. Uh, what would I then have to pay to become a member or an active client? So we do we do two-week free trials. And we offer those trials because I think we've all been in the boat, like, scared to walk into a place unsure of like what's going on what's going to happen so we kind of offer those trials as a really great stepping stone to get to know our staff get to know our culture and environment that we have and then if you decide to continue past that trial a uh, hundred bucks a month but we did just go through a price increase so for current members we're going to go to 110 a month 110.99 a month and then for new people will be 119 a month gotcha Gotcha. And so on the topic of clients here, what has been the best practice to finding new clients? Um, that's a, that's a fluid, fluid trend, right? You kind of go with the trends of what's going on. You know, when we first started, we saw it very much result-based, like put results out, show results. But now we're transitioning to see how we get people in is portraying a very inclusive, fun environment. That's not as so much like this is the results this person getting, but it's more like this is how much fun this person is having in this fun environment. So we've kind of had to switch our marketing and go towards that way. We've seen a lot of success with that. Awesome. Awesome. Is there one platform that you guys feel like stands out to you guys a little more? Uh, we use Instagram, Instagram and Facebook probably the most out of that honestly that's all that we're versed in too i know there's a bunch of them but it's not it's not totally our wheelhouse yeah 
I gotcha. And I, I appreciate the honesty there. I mean, I think the end of the, in the Instagram and, and in Facebook more predominantly used by gym owners anywhere. You know, I think it's the most common regardless. I think that's great regardless. And so let's say this here, Nick, let's say traffic leads clients were unlimited, right? And you could have as many as you wanted. Hypothetically speaking here, what would that max on top of what you have now, how much more can you handle? Uh, 60 to 70. So pre COVID we were about 400 people and that was probably right where our max was for our facility and our size. Cause we don't want the classes to get too big. So it kind of loses its personal connection if they're too big. So we saw, I think we're, we're close to where we really would like to be membership wise. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously you strength, I mean, just about six years ago, you said you're at what, three thirty. So yeah, pretty fairly close to that. So now when you, when you hit that number, you feel like it's just at square footage capacity or is it more because there's like a, uh, it feels a little uncomfortable for, for lack of a better term there. Uh, yeah. And you've seen the change like past couple of years, like people will kind of enjoy their space. Yes. They, they okay. enjoy having their own space, own area, but being able to interact with people. And I think with our facility and how it's set up, there is that limit where they can enjoy their own space, but interact. But if you go past that, it's just pure people on top of each other. And I think that can deter some of the experience that they have. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Understandable. And so now let's take a step back from clients and let's, let's discuss leads a little deeper here. So, you know, let's say I did walk in and maybe, you know, I'm not so ready to join just yet. I didn't, I didn't see an ad or I wasn't, you know, a, a, a nurtured lead. And I came in, and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm new to the area. Right. I want to find a gym and I, it looks nice. Sorry. I walked in obviously. Um, so talk to me about this, Nick, walk me through the client journey, right? So from being interested to then being sold a membership to then being onboarded, what does that look like for you guys? Uh, so if I was a client, I would come in, ask, Hey, teach me a little bit about this, whatever. Our staff would go through a series of questions that they ask them. And those questions are designed to get to know them. So it might be, What's your background in fitness? Do you know anyone that goes here? What are you looking for? And then the conversations are catered around those. So then we can really figure out what they are looking for. Like we've had people that come in, don't really know what we do. And they, the first thing they say is, I want to do my own thing. And then we lead them somewhere else because we know that's not a fit for them. So we don't want to kind of waste their time on that. Yeah. And it also builds good rapport. Um, but then we teach them that our classes are very self-led but in a group setting so after after they go through that we try to get them on our trial we'll have them fill out the piece of paper if they come in In in-person leads are really rare nowadays if they if they come in without they're very they're very rare most of the leads are online where you can see like automated but i do enjoy the in-person leads because then you automatically have a rapport and connection with that person so then we, the first thing we do is we send a follow-up email and we'll put something personal that we learned about them in that follow-up email to show them that we're actually listening. I like that. I like that. And I think um, one thing to emphasize on what you mentioned here is, is that the fact that if they are not a good fit, you know, you can lead them somewhere else. And I think oftentimes um, people will risk the community and the culture that you've built 
for financial gratification. The fact that you're willing to protect that at all costs, yeah. I think that's major. Um, you know, it, it's something that comes with experience, of course. So um, big, big kudos there that you can no, put I that in that. Yeah, that was a tough. And, that was a tough lesson. Yeah, and I, I think, think it's. It, but once you learn it, it's a valuable lesson, I feel. And I feel you have to go through those trials and errors in order to, to understand that and, and know that the, the value is really in who is also a good fit for you, not just yeah. that you're a good fit for them. So that that's big. That's big. And so, you know, here's another, a, a little bit of a longer question, but a deep question in itself. So if you need to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So, you know, in, uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's typically three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Um, so of those three, Nick, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Client acquisition or like lead, not client acquisition, lead generation. We don't create a lot of cold leads per se. Most of our leads, our referrals, our people have heard about us, our friends bring them in. The online marketing place this summer, we've really tried to expand in the past month or so and to get people that don't know anyone in Versa. Because once you do that, you create a whole other string of people that could have a ripple, a whole new pocket of people in the community. And then really trying to get people that maybe aren't super active or haven't worked out like that's been our real big focus and we're seeing that kind of work but the lead the cold lead generation is I would say that is probably the most difficult and probably where we could expand the most on we don't spend a lot of money on advertising per se yeah and uh, let me say this Nick before I even say anything else I just want to say number one I appreciate the honesty and transparency because for doing this for as long as I have, I think oftentimes gym owners want to um, make it seem with that they've got it all figured out for lack of a better term, right? But even though you probably are doing a great job of what you're doing, um, the fact that you know you can still improve in certain places, uh, th that's huge. And I think I appreciate, the viewers appreciate that you can can be that honest with us. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate and, Yeah, I mean, and, and, everywhere, right? Like, that's like yeah. my, sometimes I gotta like tone it down. Like, okay, like we're, we're taking this for granted. We have a lot of people, but I'm like, we need to be doing this better, that better, this better. But yeah. it's a fine, it's a fine balance. Exactly. I literally said, took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say it's like it's a nice balance between the two. So, and, and last two questions for you here, Nick, then these are my two favorite questions. You know, future, whether it's long-term, short-term, whatever it may be, what's, what's the goal for you? What's the bigger picture? What are you guys trying to accomplish with Versa Fitness? I think... I'm a true believer that, you know, Versa Fitness itself is not like a workout or the workout. It's the ideology that goes behind it. It's the community. It's the inclusiveness. It's the fun. I think that is something that's missing a lot in a lot of places. And you can take that and put it in two different modalities. And I think that'd be a really cool concept building a overarching brand that can hold different structures of classes so like if it was like yoga or spin or cycle taking our same way that we do things and creating these different things to hit to hit people that you know may, might not want to do barbells and kettlebell swings 
but still need that community and environment. And then you can make this overarching community and environment. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. And just to, to come with the name there, the verse of it, I love that. And that's, that's huge. And that's a, a great goal. And so, you know, the last question here, and this is probably my favorite question. And I think um, it usually is eye open for a lot. Of, we had somebody a month ago or so walk out of the room for like 10, 20 minutes and come back to answer this question. So a little bit of a, of a, a mind, a mind working question, if you will. So um and Nick, if you can go back in time to when you first started Versa Fitness, right? And uh, you could sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you feel like you, you really probably should have heard when you when you first started. Um, what would that piece of advice be for you? Control your emotions. A hundred percent. Like people are going to leave. They're going to get upset. They're, but if you can be rational, control your emotions, you can always make the right decision out of it i think like that is something that because when you don't control them that leads to disagreements with customers and they go out in the community and they talk negatively uh like we had those experiences like i had i had some of those experiences where i'm like looking back on it i was like man i didn't think about i didn't think before i said anything and i just broke that relationship and that broken relationship is going to ripple into five or ten more broken relationships so I think that is what I tell myself and tell anyone on our staff is don't respond right away. Think about it, control your emotions and just make rational decisions. Think through the process of it. Talk about a mic drop, man. Holy God, that was like on the tip of your tongue. You were waiting to say that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I tell, because oh, every man. now and then I think to myself like, man, if I only would have had that rationality in that situation, that situation would be different. But in retrospect, if you didn't go through those, you wouldn't know. Exactly. Exactly. Holy cow, man. Nick, <laughs> it's a good place to wrap things up. But I was like, way to close it out, man. Look, but before we sign out, Nick, um, uh, you know, please, it, it'd be my pleasure. Please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything that you have. Where can people find out more about you and Versa Fitness? Uh, yeah, our Versa Fitness Instagram, you can see all of our different posts, what we do for classes. So you can kind of see how we're trying to build that fun, inclusive environment. Uh, myself, personally, I'm not big into, don't do it a whole lot. Not, yeah. I do a lot for the business side, but personally, I don't do a whole lot of it. Then our Facebook is the Versa Fitness Then website, versafitnesstraining.com. That's it. That's it. I, I love it, man. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and and, and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to come in and talk about your business within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, 
tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.